Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. All right. We're good, everybody in. While we're getting everybody in, I always like to ask Rob, uh, where are you at today? <laughs> where you be? Yeah. Where you be? <laughs> I'm in uh, I'm in the Bay Area. Okay. And it, it is a spe- spectacular autumn day. Okay. Do the leaves change there? Like, you know, the last time we had this, like, glorious fall leaves that were falling all around. Oh. Do they change like that in the Bay Area? Not not like that. Not okay. like that. And, and have you already had your three days of autumn in Austin, Texas? No, it still hasn't hit yet. Oh. <laughs> I don't have a single color, yeah, colored leaf in my yard. So, yeah. Mike, where are you? So, I'm in Rochester, New York. So, it is uh, falls in full gear. The The leaves are amazing. Um, I live right by Bristol Mountain. And every day I drive by, it, I mean, it's spectacular. We're, we're at peak right now. That's awesome. You'll have to yeah. take a picture and send it over to me. I will do that, Melissa. I will be really jealous. Richard, you're you're right. It is 93 in Austin today. Uh so there is no <laughs> <hell. laughs> Yep, it's it's real. Goodness gracious. Um okay, well, we will up uh, yeah, Amy says upstate New York is also so beautiful in the fall. Uh um, it is. Yeah, you you have to make sure you you send us some pictures um, so that I can be super jealous and maybe just live a little vicariously um, through through you because it's not it's not really fall in Austin, but but like Rob said, but only for a few days. You get this like massive color change and then they're just gone. <laughs> so and it's not like the the yellows and and reds. It just goes from like green to brown. <laughs> So, okay. All right. I'm going to be, uh, I'll, I'll stop talking about fall for a little bit. If y'all can't tell, I miss it <laughs> a little and, and I'm uh, a little jealous, but I'll, I'll go ahead and kick us off. Um, thank you everybody for joining us. I am Melissa Langdale. I am the president and COO of the Mortgage Collaborative and joined as always by Rob Chrisman. Um, and this week we have a very special guest, Mike Pulver, who is the SVP of Residential Mortgage at GRB Bank. Thanks for joining us, Mike. I'm very, thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> and, and bringing us a, a little bit of, of highlights on, on your fall experience. <laughs> yeah, um, I, will, I will definitely take some photos. We're going to go on a wine tour this weekend. So it'll be, so I'll, I'll, I'll send you a little bit of both. Oh my gosh, that sounds fantastic. I'm also jealous of the wine tour. So now I'm I'm I need to get us back on mortgage, but I could I could get derailed a couple of ways there. <laughs> yeah. Um but give us a little bit of an update about GRB Bank. Um sure. would love to kind of hear how things are going. Uh I believe you have a podcast of your own that you've done uh with Joe, right? Yes, yes. So just uh well, I'll, I'll share that with you. We just wrapped up our podcast about an hour ago, um, and I'll share with you just in, in a minute what that was, what it is, and kind of why we do it and what we talk about. But uh, so I'm um, here in Rochester, New York, and uh, been with GRB for going on nine years, and uh, you know we 100 um, Tennessee Regional Bank. 
Genesee Regional Bank. Correct. Right. 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 We're located in, uh, and, you know, I say that, Rob, you know, we actually function like a IMB within a bank. You know, we've got 21 LOs. Um, most of our business comes from realtors. I'd say 90% right now, we're 96% purchase. Um, and uh, this this year, we're going to end up probably closing about 350 to 360 million uh, down from uh, 420 last year. So certainly it's um, it's less. Um, but I'm pleased that you know we've um, you know we picked up purchase market share and just a testament to the great team that I have here. So. And now going back to so to the podcast. So so Joe and I started the podcast about a year ago and, and really it was something that we wanted to do um, that was fun, but really was directed towards the realtors and uh, you know, providing them with um with updates on the market. And one of the specific things that we've done that I found has been really well received is is each month um Joe does a, a a great job of basically providing the history of the transaction that we did the preceding 30 days to include by zip code um, uh, the average list price, the contract price, the appraised value, with the purpose of that being to let the realtors in real time educate their buyers and sellers on what's going on in each community and the value that that brings i mean you guys have seen that where we live the rochester upstate new york market is um really i mean it, it's competitive it's been ranked in the the top five most competitive markets um really pretty much for the entire year so it's common and it still is going on today that in many of these zip codes homes are selling for 10 to 20% above the list price. So maybe there's other parts of the country that have softened. We're not seeing that here. What a great tool for your loan officers to, you know, and for you to just continue to reach out to your, your real estate market. I, I love that. That's a really great idea. Yeah. Um, well, you also got your CMB, I understand, in the last year, right? I did. I did. It was, um, you know, it's a lot of work. I mean, I'm certainly proud and glad that I, you know, did it, but, you know, but being a production guy, you know, you really, until you dive into it, you know, you know, you know, a little bit about secondary, you know, a little bit about servicing, but until you really dive into it, um, you really re realize how much you don't know. Yeah. So, um, well, well, and I, I real I realize how much I don't know every day, Mike. So <laughs> it's just a it's an ongoing it's an ongoing situation for me. Yeah. <laughs> we well, Rob and I actually uh, had the kind of pleasure of being at the NBA annual uh, in the last uh, few days, and so you know there were a whole bunch of CMBs that were just named there. Um, but I also wanted to kind of make sure, Rob, I could pick your brain a little bit on some of the things that you heard in the economist panel um, and then in maybe the, the cap markets committee, the things that you can share, of course. Um, would just love to hear kind of the pulse on on what's um what you heard there. Well, I don't 
No, as I necessarily agree with the uh, what the NBA's official stance is, and the the fact of the matter is the uh, well, we can start with that the Economist panel Sunday afternoon that I went to, primarily talking about interest rate projections and volume projections and so forth. And I'm I tend to be a little more pessimistic than Mike and Joel and Marina in terms of what they were talking about for 2024, seeing a pickup. I I've been and they have a lot more analytics than I do. I just I just get a sense by looking at the weekly applications that it's, you know, doing this. And I don't know what's I don't know what's going to make it, you know, do that. Uh, they seem to think that it's going to do that. That people will get used to this mortgage rate environment. Uh, that mortgage rates will actually improve, and treasury rates might stay the same, mind you. And mortgage rates improve depending on supply and demand of mortgage-backed securities. But they see an uptick in volume next year. They see rates coming back down, mortgage rates, I, I should say. And mortgage rates very well may come back down uh, somewhat. And just as a reminder, and I know we've talked about this on the show before, but that's the primary reason why investors are very hesitant about paying you know, 102 or 103 for you know an 8% or an eight and a quarter or even an eight and a half percent loan right now, because they don't want to pay a premium and have the loan pay off three months down the road or six months down the road. And that was some of the noise, some of the chatter, I should say, in some in a, in an informal session. Or we, I get together with this mortgage mastermind group. I think that's the name, Mastermind Breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, like Allison Johnson with uh, success is, is in, was in there as well. And we heard from a credit, an expert on credit talking about the credit changes coming up, but it's just kind of a round table about situations and things that are going on in the industry that everybody's seeing. And one of those is the fear of EPOs, early payoffs, and the EPO penalties that might be assessed lenders should rates drift back down or jump down. Uh, gee, suddenly you're re- refinancing people that you financed three months ago or, or five months ago and the investors aren't big fans of that, of course. And so the early payoff penalties may rear their head at some point. But right now, the, the general rate environment, given, given what's going on, it's almost as if the, the bond market is doing the Federal Reserve's work for it. The Federal Reserve doesn't have to raise rates if rates have already gone up. If we are at you know 5% on a 10-year and 8%, for 30-year mortgages, that slows the economy down maybe enough without the Fed raising overnight interest rates yet again. So kind of the talk out there is we could we could chop around here for a while, maybe see a rate decline in 2024. I think rates will come down in 2024. But the but the volume that's out there, if you don't like your volume now, uh, that's not a good sign because there's not going to be a huge pickup in volume, uh, really from an industry perspective, not for a while at least. And so what you're dealing with are institutions like you know, Genesee Regional Bank and other lenders trying to grab market share away from their competitors and you know, trying to, trying to get a bigger piece of the pie in a shrinking pie environment. And that's not always easy to do. And so yesterday, for example, I sat in on a panel 
not in Philadelphia, but here in Northern California, where I was moderating a panel of top producers with a you know, pretty good sized audience uh, for a th- Thursday at one o'clock. I'm thinking, gosh, there's a lot of lenders and senior managers in here, but then you realize they're not doing much. So why not, uh, why not come to this? But uh, talking about some of the things that they are doing and some of the changes they've made to their business models in terms of trying to go out and get business. And it's just not a matter of, of sending a pumpkin pie recipe out once a year to your previous clients and, and smoozing with the realtors and going to the open houses and bringing cookies. I mean, these, these producers are really working hard to get the business and contacting you know, going to remodeling shows, trying to talk to contractors, going to uh, the local community college to teach classes in mortgages to try to think, okay, these are tenants now, but they may be homeowners and I want to get my name out there. They're calling on uh, divorce attorneys. They're calling on, you know, new, they're just trying to trying to throw, throw things out there just to see what sticks. So it's a matter of, you talk about the overall economic environment and the lending environment, the lenders, you know, they can't control interest rates, but they can control how they react to them and their business models and how they adjust. And that's what, uh, that's what I'm seeing out there. And that, that was echoed in Philadelphia that lenders are, are doing things, you know, to cut costs. I mentioned it in my opening paragraph today, for example, charging borrowers for credit reports, yeah. Rather than just having them pay at the end of the process, having them pay up front because lenders are tired of, of paying for credit reports that of loans that don't close with them. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's a business model shift going on out there. Yeah. Well, you know, Mike, obviously you you have um started to get creative with your team as well, you know, trying to reach the realtor market with your podcasts and some of those things. Um, what are some things that you're seeing in your your market? What are some of the things that your kind of successful LOs are bringing to you to help them to to continue to grow their business and and continue to to reach those those realtors to keep their volume up? Yeah. So you know, obviously, you know, it is a challenging time, but you know, I think you know one of the things that I uh, I'm a uh, a Todd Duncan disciple and uh you know met him when I was 25 years old and I'm actually 60 now so and I have always followed what he does and, and I think what we're doing is is really ensuring you know that we're having kind of impactful discussions with our agents that that we work with and and, and right now because we're going into the you know the end of the the year having those planning discussions with your realtors about you know what are their goals their objectives going into the new year and how can we become part of your team to be successful so i think it's really getting back to those basics um but what we're but what we're doing and we just actually had a great sales meeting yesterday where there's some really cool things that are going on in new york um from a a, a product perspective that are really aimed at trying to address the affordability issues that exist. So, so one, you know, we're part of the Federal Home Loan Bank of New York. Um, we are, you know, proud to say the the number one what we call home buyer dream lender in the state. So, what that is is that the Federal Home Loan Bank last year 
for uh, borrowers that qualified from an income perspective, the first time home buyers are getting a $10,000 forgivable grant. They just announced that they're increasing that from 10 to 20,000. So for next year, and that's going to start in January 8th. So that, so we're beginning to work with realtors to partner with them to say, all right, um, you know, there is a finite amount of funds. Let's make certain that we get your folks pre-qualified for this program, you know, based on what those income uh, parameters will be. And so that's creating a lot of buzz. Um, Sunny May, which is, uh, you know, the New York State bond program, just announced um, a $30,000, um, you know, grant pro program. They're putting $10 million into that program. So so we're, we're really out there educating the agents on, okay, how can we take advantage of these programs and get people prepared for it? Because the money's going to go fast, but it's, you know, from our perspective, it kind of gave our LOs a, a, a shot in the arm, uh, if, if, if you will, too, because we got something to talk about, something exciting that's going to help home buyers. And, you know, the last thing I'll, I'll share is, you know, that we are a preferred lender with the area's largest employer, which happens to be hospital and a university. And they have between all the different part, they they have about eighty thousand employees. So there's there's discounts that we provide those employees. They have another grant program. So so we're taking all of this and saying, hey, listen, let's make certain that we're educating the realtors on what's going on, and in lieu of of just getting them fixated on, hey, you know, rates are now eight percent, which they are. But there's a lot of other tools out out there, and and you know we want to be that lender that is informing and providing them some real value so that they can help more buyers. And 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 granted, you know it is a tough environment right now. But I just try to tell our LOs, you know what, you know your career, you know it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, and it's some tough sledding right now. But you know, you're just going to have to work harder. Hey, Mike, where does the money, you know, 20, 20 grand here, 30 grand there, where does that money come from? That's a great question. So, so the Federal Home Loan Bank of New York, you know, the way that, you know, the way that they fund that program is through profits that the Federal Home Loan Bank earns. And what's interesting in a year like we we just had, you know, banks, are having to use the Federal Reserve to to fund their their loans because deposits have gotten so expensive. So we're borrowing more money from the Fed, and when banks do that, the Fed makes more money because those advances are are up. In lieu of when rates were zero, you had a lot of deposits. We could fund our loans internally. We 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 can't do that. So their profits are actually up. So there's more money going into that program. Um, Sunny May actually, you know, they they actually issue bonds, and that's where you know the money comes from, uh, the state. So so we're so those yeah so those programs you know you know. Uh, Again, you know, there's there's a lot of work to them, but 
the, um, you know, the value, when you think about, you know, and what's really cool, just one last thing I'll say is that those two programs can be combined. I mean, you could get a a $30,000, you know, grant from Sunny May and a 20,000. I mean, so you think about the firepower that um, it's pretty cool. That makes a big difference for sure. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. Um, You know, one one last thing too, you know, Melissa, not to occupy the podcast, but one of the things, and this is something that I think, you know, Rob with, with, you know, the, the role that, that you play in the industry and, um, you know, one of the things that we're doing in our backyard right now is about maybe a little bit less than a year ago, the local president of the realtor uh, group here in town um, started a task force. And the purpose of this task force was to really get the right people um, in the room to really begin. How are we going to address this inventory sh- shortage in our backyard? So. This task force, this task force includes lenders, realtors, builders, politicians, um, people that are on town planning boards, to really talk about okay, how did we get here? Let's first of all, how did we, you know, get in this place to where the inventory shortages are are so extreme? And then once we figure out how we got here, what are we going to do about it? And so we're trying to incubate this in our backyard and just a couple of things that have come out of this. There's still a lot of work to be done, but, you know, one is, you know, the way that zoning is, has been done the past 10, 10 years is, has been at kind of the, the heartbeat of the problem. So we've been working on, on how do we approach these planning boards? That are, you know, say, you know, you know, for instance, it's saying, hey, we only want you to build a home with a minimum of one acre. You know, now we're, you know, needing to change that. So I think there's there's a lot of momentum going on within that. And um, and I think that each community needs to get together to say, you know what, this problem's not going to get resolved on its own. Yeah. Uh it's going to require a concerted effort that's going to require some political will, you know, you know, to get this done. So I'll certainly share with you guys what we're doing here and and how it's working. But that's something that uh, I'm pretty passionate about and want to uh, see what what we 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 can do to make a difference. I think that's great. Oh, Rob, we lost your sound. I I uh, I muted the sound because it's a little breezy here, but Melissa, I think that you should. I think that TMC should set up a task force to do something, or at least a blue ribbon committee to, to, to try to do to try to it, do something. It was like you threw me this giant softball. Um, so we we actually are are doing something a little different with our twelve days uh, conference. So for those of you who don't know, we have a virtual uh, conference that we do in December called the Twelve Days of TMC. Uh, and we are um, we're changing things up a little bit, and we are doing um, some solution sprints uh, where we're going to put people into working groups that are going to solve um, industry problems. And in fact, 
inventory and affordability are two of them. So, uh, Mike, I might ask you if you can help us with one of those. Um, sure. You don't have to answer me on on here, but <laughs> um, that that is something that we are we are starting to work on together. So. Uh, really excited about what what we might come up with and and some of the solutions that that may come out of it. So would be happy to share it with with everybody here. Um, yeah. So we we have you know I have a couple of things I want to pick on with with uh, or pull on I guess with with Mike your you know your focus on um, kind of uh, these 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 products and programs um, and and how they're kind of helping give your loan officers some extra tools in the marketplace. You've got um, just just recently, gosh, within the last maybe week or so, um, I was reading a statistic that that kind of was trending um, kind of market share by lender type. Um, and, you know, read some really interesting facts about how kind of small to mid-sized lenders are actually gaining market share through all of this. Um, and so I'm just, I'm really curious your thoughts on what might be driving it. If it's Things like that that you're doing that are just really getting active in the in your local market, um, but uh, you know, is there some, are there other things you're doing that that you feel like might be might be driving that as a whole? Sure, you know, I mean, I think one, I and mean, we're fortunate here in upstate New York. I mean, it is a very conservative community, and they're um, to be candid, not really receptive to outsiders, if you will, and. Uh, and I think that there is this comfort that comes from, you know, a local bank, say, you know, like ours. I mean, I mean, everything is done under one roof. I and mean, we have 21 LOs. We have a total team of 57. We're all here. So someone can walk in and they can talk to me, processor, the underwriter, the closer. I mean, you know, we're we're all here and we have a track record of getting loans closed on time all the time. And when transactions are few and far between, realtors don't really like to take chances. They they want a sure thing. They want to work with someone that they have experience with. And so so we really kind of, you know, build that up and we really kind of share what our track record is and, and reinforce that. But I think the other, you know, part of it is, um, is that from a visibility perspective, um, you know, we are very involved in the community. And I think, you know, what we try to do is not only, you know, give, give back, but we, you know, we, we publish where we're at, you know, we take a lot of photos and videos and we, we put the word out there. Um, so I, I think we're, we're doing a lot of the basics really, really well. But I think we're also, you know, going back to this um this this podcast that I mentioned. I think we're I think we're providing some real useful value outside of just a product and a rate, you know, some market intelligence that I find our um, partners, you know, learn a lot from and, and value that, that that as well. So I think going back to the question, I think smaller lenders, I think, you know, again, no disrespect towards larger lenders, but, you know, we, I think, you know, we don't have a big servicing book, you know, we, we got to be sharp, you know, we got to earn every deal. 
And I just try to share with our team in the most constructive way that, you know, we always have to be reminded that there's a lot of other lenders that people get can get their mortgage from. And if we just do a really great job, as corny as this sounds, that, that one loan can lead to five. But if we don't do a great job, you know, that might be the last one that that we we get. So I think there's a a real uh, effort around just blowing away every client and every realtor on every deal. Um and so that's 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 what we're doing. And I think, you know, as long as lenders do that, um, even in a really tight environment like we're in now, it's gonna be hard for those referral sources to go someplace else. Yeah. All right. We have time for maybe one more question. Rob, do you want to take the last one? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm being I'm being belittled in the chat room here. I'm I'm still trying to recover from that. Um <laughs> Mike, I want to ask you, you know, I'll I'll be blunt here. Yeah. That, that that's my role in this whole show, right? Go Just for it. Like, uh, Do it. Yeah. Rob doesn't pussyfoot around some of these issues, but there were some noticeable people that did not come to Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. There were some people, uh, granted attendance was down, but some of the old standbys who have been in the industry for a while, I think are really questioning their role. Uh, you know, if we're, we're, if we're in an 8% environment for another six months, what's that going to do to my business? Do I want to go through this rodeo again? That kind of thing. Right. You, you have the sense, you said you had 21, 21 loan officers. Correct. Are they, are, do you have, I don't, without revealing any trade secrets, but have you seen a lot of turnover there? Are, 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 are is the old, are the older crew sitting there thinking, I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm tired or is everybody or all your loan officers in their twenties and thirties and their young eager beaver types. What, what's going on? What's going through the head of the typical Genesee regional bank originator right now, if you had to put your finger on, if you had to guess, you know, you know, it, I would just say it really depends because Rob, we have a cross section, you know, we have folks that, you know, that are, are my age and then, we have others, you know, that we've hired in the past, you know, few few years that are 25, 26 years old. Our one of our our top LOs um is 27 years old. He's been in the business for two years. He's gonna do 160 purchase transactions and close 25 million, you know. So, but he just, I mean, he just he's the you know, uh, does all the right things. Um but I, I think, you know, from a retention perspective, Rob, to be you know transparent with you, we haven't had any turnover until, you know, really the, the past the past month, we lost, you know, two of our top LOs to a very large national IMB that um you know really made them, you know, a significant offer to come on board. Um, I wish them the best and they were great while they were here. Um, but that being said, the balance of our LOs that are here, although they're, they're, I mean, they're nervous about the environment, you know, that, that we're in, 
but really for the most part, you know, most of them are going to end up doing between 70 to 90% of what they did in 2022 in this environment. And a couple are going to do about the same. So I think there is this nervousness about, to your point, what's the next six months look like if rates stay at eight. Um, so I, I think they're they're apprehensive. But you know what? At least for our group, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, remind them that right now you're you're trying to survive this environment. You know, we do think that rates are going to come down at some point and that the market will gradually, you know, improve. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it because I do think it's going to be tough. Um, but if they're if they're making a living and and doing well, um, you know, that's where you know, I'm just trying to uh, to be as realistic as I can with folks, but to try to sprinkle in a little optimism you know, around it. So I don't know if that answers the question, Rob, but it's uh it's just trying to, you know, be real, but also being real about the fact that, you know, I I'll just I'll end with 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 this. I said I always use a lot of sports analogies in our sales meeting. I say like like we're we're like the you know team that you know we're we're down eight in a basketball game with three minutes to go and when that's the case you don't play zone you play man to man you got to do a full court press and you got to die for balls and that's just that's the world that we're in if you're willing to do that you're you're probably going to be okay if you're not willing to do that you're going to lose deals to someone that is willing to do it and uh and i think that's that's just the world that we're in that is Still- analogy oh my gosh and rob just kind of stole the show for a second oh my goodness mike goes down the uh that path i have to bring in female representation to say man on man or woman on woman right right here she is cosette she's precious hello cosette (laughs) so i i mike i agree with you the the uh um Oh, bless. <laughs> no child was harmed in this filming, by yeah, the way. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, it's a it's it is a tough environment. And and it's it's really cool that the your top LO is 27 years old because a lot of those folks, if they don't they they're not the ones sitting in the lobby of the hotel at the conference saying, Oh, remember countrywide, you know, G fees in 2002 or what and they you know, this is their environment. They don't, they don't, they don't look back and think, oh, I wish we didn't have Dodd, Dodd Frank. I wish we didn't have the CFPB. I mean, they got into this industry with Dodd Frank and with the CFPB and with the regulations that we have now. And now with the interest rates we have, and they're the ones who I think are, are, you know, looking at, looking at new ways of getting business and, and they're eager to, to help their customers. They're not sitting there at this, you know, the, the steel desk in the corner with the potted palm, you know, with the, with the cigarette uh, burning in the ashtray on the corner of the desk. I mean, they're out there beating the bushes and they're trying new things. So that's, that's good. I don't, I don't know that that's a realistic representation. <laughs> All right. 
I'm going to wrap this up because I feel like we're going down a road. Uh, but I, I do, I agree with both of you guys, you know, being in, in the business in 2008 and, and being in a sales role in that environment, you're even when the market shifts, I'll say that even when the market shifts, you shift your activities, you shift your, you know, kind of focus. And it's, it's fun to see people that are still able to grow um, and maintain their their volume and, and all of this just based on their ability to kind of continue to to pivot and grind. And so there are there are people out there. I mean, there are many originators when I travel around, visit with groups. I mean, there there are originators who are having a better year, for example, than they did last year mm-hmm. because they're they're putting in the time and the effort and they're not afraid to do so. Thank it's you. tough. It's a tough job. It's a tough Thank job. You. Yeah. All righty. I am going to wrap us up. Uh, before I wrap us up, I want to say if you guys found value to this and uh, would like to subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can catch all of our episodes there. Um, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Rob, thanks for joining me uh, every week and putting up with my my antics uh, every now and again, too. Uh, and thanks, everybody, for joining us. Happy Friday. And we will see you again next week. See you guys. Thanks. See you guys. Bye. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.